What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? How are you? Happy whatever the fuck day it is that you're listening to this. Honestly, I don't even know what day it is today as I'm recording this. I know, you've missed me. We're back, bitches. <laughs> it's been a whole week off. It was impromptu. It was undisplanned. But I always said with this podcast, I wasn't going to just like show up to show up. I didn't want to have y'all have to sit through a fucking episode where it didn't provi- provide any value to you. And honestly, last week, I had no idea what I wanted to talk about. I had no idea how I could give you guys value and show up in a way that could be helpful for you to you guys. So I just didn't do it. And I was like, fuck it, YOLO. Um, and this week, I am coming at you with actually the recording of my last coaching call. So if y'all don't know, I host monthly boot camps, online fitness groups full of accountability and women and yada, 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 right? Provide them with workouts, nutrition, and mentorship. And I did an entire call um, Saturday on self-sabotage. And honestly, I think it's been one of my best like mentoring calls in a while. And I felt like everybody needed to hear this message. I shared six top tips to avoid self-sabotage and how to combat self-sabotage. And I was like, you know what? Every motherfucker needs to hear this. Every motherfucker needs to hear this because it was it was that good. Not going to toot my own horn, but toot toot motherfuckers. Be okay with tooting your own horn sometimes. So that is what you are going to listen to here momentarily. Um, so if it sounds like different or the audio sounds like shit or whatever, it's it's because it was a, a Saturday Zoom call for my clients. Every Saturday I do a mentoring call. And this is kind of your back stage pass into looking at what those look like. Uh, But anyway, so that's kind of why I've been MIA for a hot minute. I just, you know, I always, like I said, I always guaranteed, I said to myself, I was like, Allie, you're not going to just show up to show up, like have purpose, have a message. And I just didn't have one. I've been struggling a little bit, not with my own personal journey. Like I've, you know, I've, I've pretty much got that solid. Just it's, it's habit at this point. But just how I'm showing up and helping y'all. You know, sometimes I get a little too tough lovish. And sometimes I kind of get a little, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But I was just struggling with the best way to figure out how I could help y'all. And so that brings me to this point, y'all. If you ever have any like topic suggestions you want for the pod or any guests, like people you want me to fucking hound to see if I can get them as guests on the podcast, hit a girl up in the DMs at Allie Griffith. I always say, you know, this thing is not a, hey, come, come see me. I'm leading us. This is a, let's figure this shit out together, right? Like this isn't a, I already have it all figured out. Like I have nothing figured out. I'm 28 years old. I'm not even 30 yet. I feel like I've got a minute till I have things figured. So don't ever feel too much pressure to have life figured out. I feel like none of us have it figured out. We're figuring it out as we go. So what I tell my clients all the time. I'm like, y'all, you can't fucking wait till you have it all figured out to start your journey. Like you'll never fucking start it. It's a, you start and you figure it out as you go. That's the whole thing. Like that's how we do everything in life. Just start and you figure it out as you go. And that's how I did this. That's honestly how I do everything. So I don't ever want y'all to be like, oh, she must just have it all figured out. And that's why, no, I don't. But you know what? 
you only have to be a half a step in front of somebody to inspire somebody and to mentor them. Like you don't have to be miles and miles and miles ahead of people. So anyways, I say all that to say, if you ever have any suggestions or anybody just just hit your girl up. Give me some ideas because my brain is only so big and can only come up with so many different podcast ideas before shit starts becoming repetitive. And ain't nobody got time to be listening to the same thing different day. I mean, I guess you do because you just say the same thing in different ways. You know what I mean. Like, you know what I mean. Um, okay, so what's going on in the world of Allie Griffith? I always like to give you guys little, like, updates on my life. Um, Ev, so my youngest is going to be starting something called the PEEP program. So she's going to be starting school. Y'all, you realize just how long you've been momming when you get, like, literally you're going to get three hours a day to yourself and you feel like your world's about to change. Like that's how I feel. So she's going to go Monday through Thursday from like, I think it's eight 30 in the morning till like right before noon. Y'all, what am I going to do? Brand new bitch who this, like I'm going to have three and a half hours, four days a week to be just by myself, to work, to fucking go to the supermarket by myself. Like, you know, you're a mom when you're excited to go to the supermarket by yourself, like to be able to go on a run and I have to do it late at night. Like, oh my gosh, my life is about to completely change. Now, granted, it's going to change for like a month and a half and then summer vacation hell starts. But regardless, we are counting our blessings and we're counting the wins and the fact that this is going to help her so much. So she has a speech delay. And that's basically what this program is. When you turn three, if you are significantly delayed in like two areas, um, which she is in speech and cognitive, uh, she gets to qualify for PEEP. And so she gets to go this. It's like a Georgia thing. I don't really know if it's everywhere. But it's such a blessing. It's free. It's amazing. It's going to help her. Riley was also, my oldest was also in this program. And oh my Lanta, y'all, it helped her so much. And Em's already ahead of where Riley was. So I can only imagine how much this is going to help her. So that is a big win in my world. I talk to, I tell my girls all the time. I'm like, y'all, you have to learn to collect all these little wins in life because life can seem so exhausting and daunting and you can seem so far away from everything, like collect all the little wins. So that's definitely a little win. Um, I will be leaving for Mexico on Saturday. So by myself, all by my lonesome, which I'm kind of nervous because I've never like fully traveled alone, like to where I don't, I'm going to a resort. Like I know absolutely, I know one person, but like other than that, I know nobody. Uh, so that's really exciting and scary and nerve wracking. But honestly, my, my introverted soul loves it because I feel zero obligation to socialize with people. Like if I don't want to fucking talk to people, if I don't even want to see people, if I don't even want to use my voice for four days, I don't have to. And I don't have to feel bad about it. Like, you know, sometimes when you go on trips with other people, you feel bad about like being introverted and like wanting to go to your room or wanting to just sit at the beach and read all day. A bitch ain't got to feel fucking bad for that. Like a bitch can literally sit on the beach for 12 hours and read three books if she wants to. And you know, <laughs> you know, bitch is me. Like I will do that all day long. I love my romance novels. I've honestly got a collection on my Kindle already of Mexico TBRs. So granted, I'm probably going to read like four books while I'm there and not talk to a soul. And you know what? It sounds like a great fucking time to me. So... <laughs> 
you know, go vacation by yourself. Who would not love to vacation by yourself? My husband, he hates traveling. He hates going out of the country. And so he doesn't do it. And I do it. So we just like, he goes and does his race car things by himself. Or he'll go places with his friend. And then I travel the country by myself or with my sister. Um, because it just works for us. So. I'm really excited, nervous, and all the things, but I've never been to Mexico and I've never been to this resort, so we will see how it goes. It is an adults-only resort, which as a mama, I can appreciate because I'm not going to have to hear any children because, you know, like even when you're on vacation, it's like mom mode never turns off, so if a kid's yelling for their mom, you're on, instantly on alert because you think it's your kid, even though you're no, your kid's not around. Is that just me? I feel like that might not just be me. So anyways, I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but those are two exciting things. I cannot remember. I know I always share my top reads for the week, uh, and it's been two weeks since I have done a podcast. So honestly, I cannot remember. Y'all know I read a fucking insane amount of books, and I cannot remember for the life of me uh, what like my, my top read was last time and, and what books I've read since then. So I'm just going to give you my most recent ones within the last week and a half. Um, first and foremost, Highest Bitter by Sarah Kate. Y'all, if you have never read one of the Salacious Players Club books, please stop the fuck what you're doing now or what you're reading now and go read Praise by Sarah Kate, especially if you love a ex-boyfriend's dad situation, age gap, forbidden love. Oh my, this was my very first spicy series, like character series. And so with her having a new book coming out, this is the fifth one in the series. It's like coming home, you know, if home was like a sex club. <laughs> but I swear it's the best series. Every single one of the books have been a 10 out of 10. They're just amazing. Uh, so read Praise and then read all of them. But Highest Bitter is coming out. Um, Daddy Ronan, y'all, y'all. Now, I usually hate the daddy cake, like especially if the person's young enough for her to actually be like his child. It usually turns me off, but I don't know. Sarah Kate, dare I say, wrote uh, the daddy kink tastefully. I don't know. Maybe I'm just fucked in the head at this point. There's no telling, but it was so good. So Ronan is a billionaire um, and he ends up bidding on a date with this gorgeous woman that he does not know. She is his ex-lover's daughter. Yes, I know. So forbidden, so taboo, but we love it. Uh, so definitely read that book and then read the rest of the series. So that is my like number one amazing book. Uh, the second 10 out of 10 read was Wait For Me by Tia Louise. Y'all, I'm telling you, if you're just in the mood to cry your soul out and just feel ripped, like your soul ripped out of your body and then just cry your eyes out, read that book. A guy goes off to the military, comes back, not the same, you know, but it's so freaking good, but very, very emotional. It's not like any kind of forbidden or anything like that. It's a brother's best friend, but brother was okay with it. 
Um, but it literally gutted me. I don't cry during books. I literally have like the blackest soul. I just don't cry during books. Not much triggers me. And I sobbed like a fucking baby reading this book. So take that for what you may. If you're in your period and you're like, I'm in the mood for a good cry, grab that book. And then last but not least, one look by Lena Hendricks. It's just quirky and funny. It's a small town romance that will leave you literally LOLing um, because every single person in the town has like goofy nicknames. The town itself is called Outtowner. It's just, it's so silly and I love it. I, I don't know about y'all, but I have a method to my madness. So y'all know I read romance books all over the spectrum from dark romance to small town romance to forbidden to MM romance. I have a method to my madness. So I read a dark romance. Well, then I always back it up by like a light small town romance. Once I do that, usually small town lot romances aren't very spicy. So I usually like to back that one up with like a super spicy book. After the super spicy, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I don't need that much spice anymore. Then I go back to dark. And then I just repeat the process. So that way my soul has cleansing time, right? Like you have to, you have to have time to cleanse your soul from all the fuckery that is dark romance. And I do that by going to spicy. And then you have to have a time to like breathe because you can't read too, too much spice in too short amount of time. Uh, cause then your head just gets fucked up. So then you should I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that has these kind of methods. But anyways, I feel like I've talked y'all's ear off with my whole introduction. We're going on 14 minutes of me literally telling you I have absolutely nothing to say. So clearly I found something to say. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and send y'all over to the actual episode where we talk all about my six ways to kind of avoid self-sabotage and how to be proactive against self-sabotage. Again, this is a recording from a live coaching call that I did. So if the quality is a little wonky or if it sounds like I'm talking to people, it's because I'm with my clients on this call. But I feel like it's going to be great for you guys to listen to. So without further ado, go ahead and listen to it. And if you do enjoy it, don't forget to share it on your Instagram and tag me and let me know what your favorite part was or your biggest takeaway. Um, or go ahead and write and review it. It really does help the podcast grow. So, all right, gonna send you over there without further ado. <laughs> Want us to start kind of trying to think and focus on getting outside of our head so we can start seeing those results. And so I'm gonna go over my six ways to avoid self-sabotage. Um, and then we can start talking about how, if you're in the realm, like you're in the midst of self-sabotaging, how to kind of get yourself out of that self-sabotage. So the first one is, I say this all the time, but don't take on too much. Self-sabotage usually comes from a pro, like a, a phase of overwhelm. You feel overwhelmed. Life is really heavy. You've got crazy things going on, work and school and kids and all of this stuff. And so making sure that you don't take too much on. A lot of us feel like we want to see the results, right? We're, we're really focused on seeing the results, 
the warm, warm weather's coming out. We're thinking about swimsuits. We're thinking about, you know, losing the weight. We're seeing how these other people are losing weight. It can be really easy to fall into that comparison trap and feel like you need to be doing more, even if you're not ready to be doing more because you want to see more results. And you know that if you take it easy, you start slowly, you're not going to see the results you want as fast as you want because you feel like it's a race. Y'all, this is not a race. This is like a forever thing. Literally, we have girls in this group that have been in here for four years, three years, two years. What? Sorry, Riley started banging on the door. Um, but we have girls in this group that have been here for years and years and years. You're not expected to see results in the first 30 days. I always say, don't even expect to see big results in the first two months because you're really just starting to focus on healing within. And so the, where you're going to see the biggest results at first, you got to have them inside before they come outside. And so just reminding yourself that this is going to take time and taking on more than what you can chew is only going to lead to self-sabotage. It's only going to lead to you feeling like you're less than, you're broken, you're never going to get there, which then is going to lead you to getting no results, right? Which one would you fucking rather have, slow results or no results? Because if you keep self-sabotaging because you keep taking on too much, guess what? You're going to have no results. And I'd rather have slow results than no results any day of the week. Yeah. Enneagram threes. I know this is a struggle for you. You're a perfectionist. You're somebody who feels like you've got to do it by the book. You feel like you've got to, you know, this is the manual and you've got to do it by the manual to get the end results. That's not how this is. So I just want us, and, and maybe this is a term for the threes that can really understand this. Focus on doing this perfectly for you. Okay. If you're a perfectionist, Focus on doing it perfectly for yourself, right? Because regardless of if you do it perfectly by the book on that, or if you do it perfectly nothing, you're still doing it imperfectly. There's still somewhere you're going to F up. But if you focus on doing it perfectly for you, that means you're starting to look inside to make sure that you're doing this the perfect way that makes you feel good. Okay, so that's the first one. The second, go in knowing you're going to struggle. Knowing that shit's not always going to go great. Knowing that it's new, that you're not to supposed to know it all. You're not supposed to have it all figured out. How many of y'all have ever like started a new job and literally had absolutely no idea what you were doing? Did they just like throw you to the wolves and say, sink or swim, motherfucker? No, you went through training, right? right? You went through training, you went through a mentorship, and then you slowly eased into the position until you finally got it, right? Look at this boot camp and nutrition is the same way. You're not expect expected to know it all. You're expected to mess up. You're expected to like forget things and, and overdo things and underdo things and, and mess up. That's part of learning. That's part of the process. Y'all, failing is not the opposite of success. It's part of the success formula. You're supposed to fall and fall and fall and get back up and learn from each fall. So then eventually you will see that success. And so going into this, knowing that you're going to struggle, that's not, then it's not going to be a surprise when you finally do, because how many of us struggle? And then we start letting it like spiral and feel like we're a failure. We feel like we're not going to be good enough. And then we just get in that bucket mood where we don't care anymore. We're so over it. Right. Right. We're just like, oh, well, I'm done with it. 
Moving on, I'll try again next year. And that gets us nowhere near where we want to go, right? When you could be doing it imperfectly and still getting somewhere. So I want you to go into this nutrition. I want you to go into focusing on it. I want you to go into focusing on your journey, knowing that you're not expected to do it perfectly. I swear that's why so many men see better, like see more like results than women. I'm just saying, did y'all watch that live where I did it? Because that, so many of us have like gotten frustrated or significant others for like just cutting soda out or like, just like Chris, when Chris wanted to lose weight, you know what his first idea was? I'm just going to go to fast food and I'm just going to skip the bun on my sandwich and only eat some of my fries. Literally, that's literally what he did for over a year when he went out, he just skipped the bun on his grilled chicken sandwich and only ate some of his fries. How many of that does that, that give us stress thinking we're never going to see results? We're never, he totally was like over 80 pounds doing that because he didn't think he had to do it perfectly. He just did what worked for him. See, I think that's so where so many of us women mess up is we feel like we've got to be doing it all or doing nothing. And that if we're not doing it all, we're not going to get anywhere, which then leads to self-sabotage because guess what? We also have responsibilities as a mother, responsibilities as a, a, a woman, responsibilities as a worker, all these things, right? So then we start freaking out. No, it's, it's just that simple. Baby steps and don't expect to not fail. Number three, self-sabotage usually equals overwhelm. So meaning Usually when we're in a state of overwhelm, when we're in a state of feeling like we're not doing enough, or we're feeling like we're not getting far enough, or life is too crazy, usually our default is to self-sabotage. Usually our default is to give up or go emotionally eat or go through a drive-through or something like this. And so having those backup plans on how you're going to navigate those situations really reduces, significantly reduces the probability of having overwhelmed because you know, okay, yes, life is crazy right now. So this is my protocol for when work is crazy and I'm working 12 hour days, right? This is my protocol for when my kids are on a break and I have them 24 seven and I literally want to go in a bathtub with a bottle of wine and cry myself to sleep. I've done that before. So that's why that came up. Um, but like having backup plans and knowing like, okay, in these certain situations, what I know that are going to come up, this is my backup plan, right? So I'm not trying to do too much because have you guys not realized that what you do like today, right? What you do on a day that's great, the sun's shining, you know, you're following your, your meal plan, you're doing your containers, everything. And it feels good today can feel so overwhelming of the next day when your kids are stressing you out and you've been at work for 12 hours, right? Yes, it's easier to do on one day than the other because your environment is different. So why do we think we should have a nutrition plan and a fitness plan and all of this stuff for one environment when we live through so many different situations and environments, right? So having backup plans, knowing like, yes, okay, what if my whole life is overwhelmed right now? Then you have a bare bones minimum plan. You don't just say fuck it because that's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to make you feel any better. 
But having a bare bones minimum plan of three things you focus on, maybe that means if nothing else goes right, my life just feels so overwhelming. I know that I can get my workout in and I can eat two servings of vegetables. Then I know I'm doing something for myself. Because I think so many times, like Shori was saying, when your entire life just feels overwhelming and you feel like you're being pulled in every different direction and it's like a bottomless pit that you're never going to get out of, you literally just shut down. So many of us just shut down and we just don't see the point in even trying because we're just surviving. But y'all just remember, even if you're in survival mode, there are still some things you can control. And so you need to hold on to those. I'll take 2020. 2020 was my survival year. I had a year of in the freaking trenches, just, it was dark and I was in the middle of this freaking cave and I did not see a lick a lot on either end. I was in the midst of it. And there was so much that I felt overwhelmed with. My body was, you know, like, like revolting against me. I was going through postpartum depression. I felt just like, I felt dead inside. And I knew I could not mentally like keep myself from drinking. I just wasn't in the place to do that. I knew I could not mentally keep myself from night, late night snacking. But what I knew I could control was I made sure every single day I got my workout in. Every single day I got my workout in because that was something that didn't seem so exhausting and overwhelming. And it was something I could control. And then every single day I knew I could get my Shakeology in. So at least I got something in my body of nutrients. And for a while, those were the two things that I did. As long as I did those two things in a day, I knew I was doing something for me, even though everything else was falling apart beside me. So maybe that's the type of life you're in right now. But then don't feel like you're supposed to be seeing results. That's not going to get you any results. That's just going to keep you treading water until you feel like you're ready to start swimming. Because sometimes we're just, we just need to tread water. Sometimes life is throwing grenades at you sometimes you know what you just don't have it's just it is what it is but you don't want to sink because what happens when you sink you die a little inside right but even if you're treading water sure you're not moving any closer to your goals but guess what you're not moving any further away either you're just staying there and sometimes that is worth everything when life is feeling crazy right um okay number four never lose sight of where you want to go right I feel like so many times we get so stressed on you know I'm not getting there fast enough or I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore or I don't get the point I'm not seeing these results or whatever the case may be there is always a point right because there was a point why you joined right you joined whatever you joined right you started and that that matters that person that started, that person that started working out, that person that did all of that, guess what? She still matters. And there was something in her life that wasn't, she wasn't happy with. And that's why she started. So, so you want to go back to that? Because that doesn't sound very smart, right? Because there's a reason why you started. And so I feel like so many times we feel like we should be going faster, which that's a whole nother conversation for another day, right? We feel like we should always be further, faster, going wherever, because we see people around us doing that. But their story is not your story. Their situation is not your situation. Guess what? You got to stay in your fucking lane. The easiest way to avoid self-sabotage is staying in your fucking lane. Don't look around you. 
Their shit don't matter to you. It doesn't affect you. What she's doing, how fast she's losing weight, that has nothing to do with you and your life. What she's doing, how slow she's losing weight, doesn't have anything to do with your life. It just doesn't. So many of us self-sabotage because, well, this person's seeing so much faster results. Clearly, I'm not doing it right anyway, so might as well just give up. Okay, so what happens when you give up? You just go right the fuck back to where you started. That sounds like a great place to be, right? Just It just sounds fantastic. Or you could just minimize what you're doing and keep trying to fight. And sure, you might not be getting fast results, but you're not losing them either. And so just never lose sight of where you're going, why you started, where you were. I remember so vividly whenever I was fighting to get out of that postpartum depression like phase and the, the fog of it all. I remember so vividly reminding myself every single day why I did not want to go back to that person. Because I needed that reminder on those hard days, on the days when I just wanted to give up. I had to remind myself why we're not doing that because I did not want to be that person anymore. Sometimes that is way more motivating than looking ahead and saying, this is the person I want to be. Because doesn't that feel way more out of reach sometimes, right? When you're looking ahead and you're saying, this is why I'm still working out because I want to lose hundred pounds because I want to do this. Well, we don't know if that's actually ever going to freaking happen, right? I don't actually know if I'm ever going to hit 180 pounds or a wonderland or whatever that goal was. But I do know that if I give up, it is a very big possibility. I go back to this same person that I was. And I did not want to do that. So sometimes you might just be motivated in a different way. You might be more motivated looking back and saying, I am deathly afraid of what would happen if I go back to her. Then you looking forward and saying, this is why I keep fighting because I want to be her, right? Because I will tell you guys that future version of yourself is going to change all the time. The future version I of myself I had two years ago ain't nothing like who I am right now. And who I am right now and the vision I see of myself is probably going to be nothing like it is in two years. That's just how it works. Because who you are, your desires, your wants, your life, it'll all change. But as long as you know you don't want to go back to that person, that's going to help you reduce that desire to say fuck it and go eat whatever you want or drink whatever you want or whatever the case may be, because you know, you could be one binge away from being back there. And that's something, you know, at least for me, I know I barely survived those years of my life. I barely survived that year of my life. And I am definitely afraid that if I go back there, I don't think I would. It's partly why I don't want any more babies is because I am definitely afraid. I barely survived that. I don't know if I would survive it again. Did you barely survive who you were before you started this? Because if you give up right now, that's exactly where you're going back to. And how will that feel? Will that pain that you lived through, right? The pain of going back be greater or less than the pain of still fighting for who you want to be? Because there's pain either way, right? There's pain either way. There's pain of letting yourself down. There's the pain of living through life 
There's the pain of walking and it being painful. There's the pain of waking up and your stomach feels like shit and you're hung over. There's pain involved in any decision we make, right? There's pain of just saying F it and eating whatever. And there's pain of working out and all of that stuff. So which pain would you rather live with? Because so many of you guys I see just say F it and just eat the food and just do the things because you don't see results fast enough because you stepped on the scale and it didn't say what you wanted. Well, so fucking what? Eating your way through it is not going to get you there any faster, right? No. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, we all live through pain. There's no way to avoid it. There's no way to avoid it. It just decide, it's up to you to decide which pain you would rather live with. Um, I really feel like we got way off topic on that number five, but it's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Um, number five, short-term investments slash sacrifices for long-term payouts. That is the mindset you need to have going into this. We're going to make some short-term investments slash sacrifices. I don't like to view what I do on a day-to-day basis as a, a, a sacrifice because sacrifices means that you're not getting anything in return, right? We're getting something in return. We're getting the fucking life we ever wanted, right? So it's a short-term investment for a long-term payout. Meaning, I know sometimes it's really freaking hard to not like to see, not see the bigger picture, right? So like right now, I, you know, I feel like I'm missing out on things like um, maybe Renee, right? She's doing 75 hard. She might feel like she's missing out on things or whatever the case may be. But that's short-term sacrifice, missing that one, you know, going out, missing, not eating that one cheeseburger, not eating the whole, you know, cheesecake, whatever the case may be. That little sacrifice, that little investment is going to have so much more payout along the way. So I feel like so many of us have this short-term like vision, right? Like we see where we're at right now and we can't see any further. We can't, we can't figure out any further. I want you to realize that you are in charge of your destiny. You are in charge of what goes in your mouth, what goes out of your mouth. You are in charge of the efforts you put in. You are in charge of it all. And at the end of the day, no one's going to tell you, you can or cannot do something. You are the one that ultimately gets to make that decision. So I want you to feel empowered when it comes to your nutrition decisions. I want you to feel empowered to know that I'm doing this because I want to, or I am not doing this because I don't want to. It's not because I can't, right? It's not because I can't, because I can do whatever the hell I want. It's because I don't want to. It's because I see the vision. I know where I'm going and I know this isn't going to help me get it here. And it's just not freaking worth it to me. The second you start viewing these things, right? The things that are going on, maybe it's going to a winery with your friends, or maybe it's going eating bottomless chips and queso, or maybe it's, you know, going in, doing a binge. I don't know what it is, right? Maybe the minute you stop viewing these things as sacrifices, things you can't do, and start viewing them as things you're not willing to do, things that aren't worth it to you, that is when you take away the act of self-sabotage, because you realize that you were the one that made that decision. It was not made for you. Does that make sense? Does that make sense, right? You were the one 
that made that decision, it's not made for you. I feel like so many times that little sentence, that little view can change everything, can change everything for us. Because self-sabotage usually comes from feeling like we're missing out on something, comes from feeling like we're overwhelmed, we're missing out on something. And you can't be missing out on something if you're the one who decided you didn't want to do it, right? I was thinking, you know, whenever I was mapping out if I wanted to do 75 hard again or whatever the case may be, you know, my brain instantly started thinking, oh, well, you know, my sister's birthday, she wants to do the winery and these things. And then I started saying, you know what? I feel like I want to do it at one of the most inconvenient times just to prove to myself that I am the one that's making these decisions. It's not the decisions getting made for me. You know, so I just want you to, you, I want you to retake control. I want you to retake that fucking control and realize that you are driving this train and that it's not being driven for you. Um, number six and the final one, progress over perfection always. There is no such thing as perfect. There is not the perfect plan. There's not the perfect way to follow it. There's not the perfect time. There's not the perfect day. There's always going to be something. And so the second we start realizing that it is physically impossible for us to do anything perfect longer than a couple days. And even then you might still miss a little thing and you're doing it perfectly. It might not actually be doing it perfectly. We can realize that progress is always more important than perfection in the long term, right? I believe in challenges. I believe in challenging and, and showing yourself, yes, you can do something perfectly just to prove to yourself. But in the long term, we're going for progress. And so if stepping on the scale is stressing you out because you're not feeling like you're getting enough progress, get rid of it. If measuring yourself is stressing you out because you're not feeling like you get enough progress, get rid of it. I always say, if you're measuring and weighing yourself more than once a month, you're probably doing it too much. And if you're doing that and it's, it's fucking with your head, then you're not ready for it. Because the more we take away, more we get away from the things that we know are going to trigger us, the more likely we are to not self-sabotage. If you know that stepping on the scale is a trigger for you, why do you do that? Right. If you know having, you know, a box full of oatmeal cream pies is a trigger for you, why are you keeping them in the house? Right. Learning your triggers, learning ways to avoid them, to avoid self-sabotage. So those are my six tips. I'm going to go over them real quick again, and then we can have a little time. We have like four or five minutes for some Q&A if you have some questions. So the first one is don't take on too much too soon. Ease your way into it. Number two is go in, go, go in knowing you're going to struggle, that you're going to have to learn just like a baby has to learn to walk. They fall multiple times before they figure it out. Number three is self-sabotage usually equals overwhelm, have different protocols for different situations. Our life is not a one size fits all. So our nutrition and our fitness also shouldn't be a one size fits all. Um, number four is never lose sight of where you're going. The clearer your vision the more you realize you aren't, you know, you just, 
the know where you're going, but also know why you don't want to go back. So knowing which one motivates you more, having knowing who you were and how much you don't want to go there or knowing who you want to become and how much you want to get there, right? Whichever one motivates you the most to not give up, focus on that one. Um, and then number five, short-term investments for long-term like goals, long-term payout. Focus on, yes, I might making be making this investment right now short-term and I might not be doing what everybody else is doing, but the payout's going to be bigger long-term. And at the end of the day, I am the one that's in charge of deciding those things. No one's telling me I can't do nothing. It's that I am deciding. I am taking back my power. And number six, progress over perfection always. So just know that, the more that we focus on progress, the more we will get further. The second you start thinking you should be further, you won't get any further, right? The second you start thinking I should be further than where I'm at, you're not going to get any further than where you're at because you're going to start self-sabotaging. Alrighty, y'all. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that little look into my mentoring calls and got some helpful nuggets all about self-sabotage and how you too can avoid it. Again, if you found this episode helpful or if you learned anything, please share it on your Instagram stories and tag at Allie Griffith or go ahead and go over to Apple or Spotify and leave us a five star. Like I said, it helps the podcast grow so, 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 so much. So anyways, until next time in a world full of bitches, be that bitch. Love y'all. See you next time.